buried beneath the rubble of time are stories of God's sovereign hand moving in our great nation. Many believers, hopeless, frustrated, and confused, have all but given up on America. But we have faced dark times before, and by divine providence, overcome. From our studio on Capitol Hill, I'm your host, Joe Kirby, along with Pastor Mike Creed and Andrew Friedenstein. It has been a busy few weeks on Capitol Hill with all the impeachment hearings and a lot of different things heading into this 2020 election year. We're going to talk today about impeachment. Yeah, there's so much uh, being talked about. But sometimes I'm sitting there listening to people, even on TV or maybe on a radio or news article, and I'm sitting there scratching my head going, guys, I don't think you know what impeachment means. And a so lot, we're going to take a moment. A lot of people moment. think the president's getting thrown out because he's been impeached. That's not right. No, it's not right at all. And so we're going to take a, a few moments here, guys, just to define it, uh, talk about the origins, the history of it, and then uh, pretty exciting. At the end, Pastor Creed was actually in the room in the Senate during the trial, and he's going to talk about that at the end. But first, what is an impeachment? Where did it come from? What's the idea behind it? Because if you don't understand the idea behind it, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, it's not a word that we use, impeachment. Like, what does that even mean? Well, it comes all the way back. Now, don't lose me, guys. It goes all the way back to the 14th century. Now, I just lost half of you listeners here. Okay, hang on a second, though. 14th century, and the idea was simply this. The idea is it was a tool for parliament to hold kings uh, back from just running roughshod like they always had been doing through history. It started back in England, correctly? It started back in England. And, you know, the kings used to be above the laws, everything like that. Magna Carta fixed some of that. Um, but I was like, okay, you're not supposed to do that, but what tool do we have to actually punish you for doing that? And that's the idea of impeachment is you have used your position incorrectly now you will be removed from office. Let me go to the simple mind. <laughs> Why are you looking at me while you're saying that? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, for right. people like me, if, I, if I'm if i thinking about impeachment, I, I looked up the word impeach. Mm -hmm. Here's what it means. It means to it, it call into question the integrity or validity uh, of a practice or an individual. Uh it has the thought to accuse, bring a charge against, bring a case against, lay a charge against, prefer a charge against, arraign to take to court, to put on trial, to bring to trial. So basically it is kind of like accusing somebody of something. It, you're exactly right. It is an accusation. It, it's almost, if we could take it, it's not the same thing. Impeachment, and this is another thing people need to understand, impeachment is a political process. It is not a judicial process process, you know, as we think of, of uh, a normal court system. But there are some similarities. If someone does a crime, the police investigate, gather all their information, take it to the DA. The DA looks at it, say, hey, we have a course, uh, uh, case, excuse me, to make, so we're going to take you to court, but we have to prove our case in court. What basically an impeachment proceeding does, it is the investigation, and then it takes it to court now, in this case, the political process, House of Representatives does an investigation. Okay, we are impeaching you. All that saying is, Senate, you have to commit. You have to do a trial. There's been an indictment. There's been an indictment. You have to put this on trial. An impeachment does not mean removal. Right. 
Uh, in fact, if you look at the history, people are like, oh, this has never happened before in the history of our nation, and this is the worst thing ever. Now, it is rare. It is an historical event. But impeachment proceedings, they've been initiated 60 times. Wow. 60 times. Now, only one-third have actually led to a full impeachment because you can initiate, I mean, any House of Representatives, uh, any congressional member of the House of Representatives can introduce articles of impeachment any day of the week he wants to. I can just do that. In fact, it, it's happened a lot, but it, you know, it's got to go somewhere. There's a whole process that goes through. 60 times they were initiated, 60 investigations, but only one-third of those, only 20 of them, uh, or actually just a little bit less than that, actually led to an actual recommendation of impeachment. So we 60 times we did an investigation. Over 40 times we said, no, we investigated. There's nothing here. Um, so about 18, 19 of them, depends upon how you want to parse a couple of those. They went over to the Senate. But this and, is, and these are not all against presidents. And that's exactly where we need to go. Because this is what the House of Representatives can do, the, the legislative branch. Their job is to hold the executive and the judicial branch in check. There's only been eight cases that the Senate has actually taken up an impeachment proceeding, tried some done, and then actually found them guilty and removed them. Only eight times, all eight times, were federal judges. And in uh, Article One, Section 2 of the Constitution, I, I had to get real simple. Again, I have a simple mind. And Again, I, you're looking I, at me. I don't. <laughs> I, I went to the dictionary. Then I went to the Constitution, Article 1, Section 2. The House of Representatives shall choose their speaker and other officers and shall have the sole power of impeachment. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's pretty simple. That's exactly right. They have the sole power of impeachment, as they should, because they are closest to us as the voters. Right. They are most closely related to us. Um but it's that checks and balances that our government is set up with. I mean, they even have Congress even has the right to remove a Supreme Court justice. Most people say, oh, Supreme Court's appointed for life. No, they can be impeached uh, for one of the Supreme Court justices. And so uh, fifth, uh, eight federal judges have been removed. Now for presidents, only three presidents have been impeached. Andrew Johnson, who was Lincoln's vice president, became president when Lincoln was assassinated. Bill Clinton and President Trump are the only three people that have been impeached. Or called into question. Right, because impeachment there. So you have 15 judges who were impeached, but eight were actually removed from yes, office thank because you. Yep. they were impeached. Exactly. And then you had three presidents who were impeached. But none but, of them. But none of them removed from office. That's right. So now, today, or yesterday, they gave some speeches, 10-minute speeches. But it moved from the House of Representatives. They they had the accusation, and they shifted it to the Senate. And here's what Article 1, Section 3 says. The Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments. Mm -hmm. And so we understand this. The House of Representatives makes the accusation. The Senate tries it. That's exactly right. And the idea is, you know, the original concept here was to where it would not be a partisan uh, um, action and it would not be a partisan vote. That's why in the Senate to impeach someone is a two thirds vote. It has to be out of hundred senators, 67 uh, have to vote in favor of impeachment. It's a really 
high bar. And in Article 2, Section 4, the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for, and here it is, conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. That's what the Senate is judging by Section 4. That's what they're using uh, to move on the impeachment. That's right. That is their mandate. That is the, uh, you know, their guidelines for when they can impeach somebody. Because, um, you know, and actually remove them. They're already impeached, but actually remove them. That's it. That's it. They did not remove Bill Clinton. Um, he was impeached. He was impeached. He was questioned. He was questioned, but they did not, re- the Senate did not remove him from office. Um, and so, People get, oh, it's impeachment. It's just a recommendation saying that there is something wrong here. We believe we have a case. We believe the House is saying we believe that this person, whether it's anyone in the executive branch, in this case here under Article 2, Section 4, anyone in the executive branch, they're committed treason, they committed bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors, whatever that may be. So they've broken the law in some way. They've abused their office. They need to be removed immediately. So in this case, the, the system still worked. I mean, the, the, the thought was that it should not be a partisan uh, action. And even though this one seemed to be all one party on the House pushing something forward without really involving the other side. Mm-hmm. But yet for him, and, and so they impeached him, but yet it has to go to the Senate. And that's kind of the, the, the check and balance, even within this own process one party can't just run away with something. It has to be a, a consensus for for somebody to actually get removed from office. So, yeah, they they literally took all these weeks. They did eighteen different witnesses. I mean, it was really solemn as they marched across the Capitol, rolling a little cart that had stacks of paper on it. And uh, and there uh, today, they in the Senate, people are saying we need more witnesses. Well, they've had witnesses. One of the witnesses. They didn't want to use because it would hurt their, it would hurt things. But, you know, when you look at these, these high crimes and mis, misdemeanors and treason, highest crime of civil nature of which a man can be guilty of, mm-hmm. significant, you know, it, it's it's kind of the same all over the world, this, this thought of treason. Um, literally, uh, the offender owes allegiance uh, to its home state, yet it betrays its state, and uh, we find... You know, treason is like uh, just betraying America and the citizens of America. Bribery, you know, the act of or practice of giving or taking rewards for corrupt corrupt practices and uh, the act of paying, receiving rewards for false judgment and testimony, whatever. Yeah, and this is one of the things I think I find so interesting. So you're talking about treason. And obviously, man, that's so egregious. Treason is so egregious. But even if, even if, the House of Representatives finds a, a president that's guilty of treason. That's not what President Trump is being accused of, or any of the presidents for that matter haven't been accused of. But even if they find a president that's guilty of treason, they cannot just, oh, you're done. No, no, no. they got to go through the whole process, impeachment, then a trial in the Senate, then vote to remove him. And the reason is, is because that president was elected by the people. And you just can't overturn the will of the people, you know, on a dime. It's not to be something that you should do, uh, um, 
very easily or fast. It's supposed to be slow. Some people are saying, oh, this is so slow, and our government's so slow to respond to these things. We are built. Our Constitution has built for us to be very, very slow. Because the old adage is true, haste makes waste. And when you're talking about the type of budget that we have and the size of the country we have, if things went fast, everything would change all the time. No one would have any idea what's going on. And it'd be more of an emotional response than exactly right. kind of principled, think through this. And, I mean, everybody is – when they come to the votes, people have already made up their minds. It's not an emotional decision. They have, based on whatever principles they have, made – most of them have made their decision. I mean, they, they, they do weigh evidence of different things, but by – there's been a lot of talking and a lot of uh, scrutiny of different things. So when they come to this decision, it's not always really a surprise – as to which way somebody's going to go. In the House, it was it was going all over the place. Witnesses, what's next? Who are we going to go? And then it slowed down. And when it picked up, and then it went to the Senate, and everybody's like, well, "Let's get this over with." And McConnell's like, "You go on through the process." He just put the process right in front of him and said, "Okay, day one, we're going to do this. Day two, we're going to do this," and he has gone methodically through this this trial just as it's supposed to be done. So, Pastor, you were there in the Senate gallery observing some of these proceedings going live. What were some of your uh, takeaways and observations as you were there watching? So when we first went to the Capitol, we um, shared with them our the tickets that we had been given. We were taken in through security, literally two of the scanners, uh, just like you would go through an airport and took away. Uh, they took our electronics, every electronic, down to your key fobs. They wanted wow. to make sure everything was really right. Uh, honestly, they gave you a real uh, uh, very important uh, talk before you walked in. You were not allowed to make hand gestures. You were not allowed to make faces or point at anybody, not to talk. Uh, so there's no opportunity for any type of I, protest I here. mean, the guy against me – over to my left, he leaned against the rail, and a guy came down, tapped on, tapped his shoulder, and said, "You can't lean on the rail." <laughs> uh, Laura Ingram fell asleep, and 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 uh, they woke her up and said she couldn't, you can't sleep during these hearings, and uh, so it was really kind of a really tight situation. They seated us, and uh, as I began to look at this thing, uh, I looked at people, and there's a hundred people down there, and these individuals that are literally accusing the president or or bringing the impeachment to be tried. And they were going over and over and over. It seemed like really repetitive. But as we, as we say, uh, you say it uh, long enough or you say it loud enough and you say it over and over again, people start to believe it. And so I believe that's why they were doing that. Uh, uh, questions and, and things were, were um, happening there. But the thing that really can't, comes to me when I sit in these, when I sit in inside of these committees or in these places on the TV, it looks grandeur, it looks royal. I mean, it looks huge. When you're in there, it's just small. It's very small, and it's very human, and it shows you how vulnerable our United States really is. I mean, uh, there's great leaders on that floor, but people are men are men at best, ladies are ladies at best, and. And we're, it's very vulnerable, and you, it, it, it's very raw there as you're, as you're sitting in there. Now, 
uh, many things were happening during that hearing. Uh, there were folks that were fo- really focused. The, the chief justice was doing his job well, very focused. Uh, the lawyers and the two different sides, but out, <laughs> I saw different things happening in the Senate. People were, some people had their eyes closed, you know, and their head nodded. I don't know if they were praying or sleeping. Um, <laughs> I saw one man pull out a book. I mean, the book must have been three inches thick, and he was pulled that out and crossed his leg and started reading. And others were just sitting there, uh, just doing nothing, just just watching. And uh, just shows me uh, a good word is fragile. How fragile our country is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be easily broken. Well, it just goes to show you that. Um, you know, it makes complete sense because we're all sinners. Right. And our checks and balances, the way it's set up, is because we are all sinners. And it's by God's grace that we still exist as a nation. Um, and if we're going to continue to prosper as a nation, it's got to be by God's grace right. and through God's people and God's prayers. At the same time, I respect the leadership of the Senate because they were going about it exactly the way they were supposed to in the, in other words they were it was set up there was a prescribed way to do everything even to the people up in the gallery they told they they gave the instructions for the people up mm. in the gallery and everything was uh set in order and he they were following the outline to a t well there was a method to right. it all right. it wasn't just willy-nilly or free-for-all it was very structured very methodical going through the process. Right. And that's really what our U.S. Senate is known for. It's very much pomp and circumstances, ceremony, whereas the House of Representatives is a little bit more casual might be the right word for it. And so as we wrap this up and we're thinking about impeachment in here as a country, how do we think about it? Well, we've been through it before. Impeachment is not removal of president. It's the House impeaches, Senate tries. How should we as Christians respond? Well, I think our first, repra- uh, first response should always be prayer. This is not an easy thing. I remember talking, I've seen this before, and I've told other people this privately. I don't think I've said it on the podcast before, but I don't know if I would really wish the job of a U.S. representative or a senator on my enemy. It is a tough, thankless job. No matter what you do, you're going to make a ton of people angry. Receive hate mail, death threats, all this stuff. Every 15 minutes, somebody's calling or meeting with you. Things are just happening. Questions are happening. Constantly. No relief. Every single day. They're here or they're back in their home states, their home districts. Every single day. They have a lot of pressure. We see it on TV. Oh, wow. They're humans. Like what you were saying, Pastor Creed. It's very human, very raw, and these people need prayer. We have prospered as a nation by God's grace. Only by God's grace can we continue. But we're on the edge. We are on the edge. And if we as Christians sit back and just go, well, someone else can figure it out. Oh, they're smart. They can do it. Man's intellect alone cannot govern this great country and must be by biblical principles and values. If I could say this too, you know, as, as, as Christians, you, we're not just trying to, you know, hope for an acquittal simply because 
he's a Republican president. We want truth to be known. Yes. I mean, the the worst thing, uh, state of a country, that, that verse, truth is fallen in the streets. Yeah. You know, we want the truth to be known. And sometimes the truth is a good thing. Sometimes the truth reveals that people have done wrong. Um, we've seen fabrication after fabrication from one side with just all these different things trying to just disrupt and and, and uh, really just derail a lot of good things. What has happened, what good has been happening for the country in the last couple of years with, with just an agenda being run against our president? We don't want just this free-for-all. We want the truth to be known, we want people to do what is right. And and that's really, um, well, I just want to put out there real quickly is that, you know, as believers, we want good people doing their best, and we know again that people are that people are people. That men men are men, women are women, and people do wrong. People make mistakes. Some things are worthy of an impeachment. Some things are worthy of a conviction, and some things aren't. Mm-hmm. And we just need to have a balanced perspective on truth and the reality of what things are. People can shout a lot of different things, but we have a process in place. You know, some of our best minds early in our country set up these processes and we just got to, in a way, just trust uh, the process that, we, that we've been given. It's, I think, one of the best processes in the world yeah. as far as a nation goes. Yes. Uh, and the idea is people can have confidence. We don't need to panic. We don't need to rush. There doesn't need to be rioting in the streets. Just let the process work out. It'll all be okay. Our country was made for this. Our constitution was built for this. It's all going to be okay. God's still on the throne. America's still going to be America, no matter what happens. Uh, Because we're made for this. Because people had foresight. They saw problems coming down the road. This is the process to make sure that there is a fair and just outcome that people can trust. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the podcast. If you did, please let us know. Go to our website, awakeamericaonline.org. Subscribe, share, consider partnering with us in prayer.